You're listening to Kayama Community Radio. Welcome to Around the Arena's Kayama Community Radio sports program, where you can regularly hear what's happening in sport across the region. Last Friday was Red Shirt Day, or Heart Health Day across the country. The Man Walk, which started in Kayama and has grown to around 60 men's walks for mental health, teamed up with the Heart Foundation and Epic Hearts on the day to promote heart health. I took part in the Man Walk on Friday in Kayama, where around 30 walkers showed up for the walk. A special guest on the day was Matt Shields, a local who'd had a heart attack at the age of 40. It's safe to say that Matt lives his life to the extreme. Cycling 433 kilometres across New Zealand on a six-day bike ride is one thing, but Matt completed this monumental feat after surviving a massive heart attack. While training for the World Roganing Championships in 2016, roganing is an orienteering sport of long-distance cross-country navigation, Matt experienced a shotgun pain in his chest before collapsing on the side of the road. On his way to hospital, the paramedics used technology pioneered by Heart Research Australia to take Matt's ECG, an electrocardiogram. Matt had a stent inserted to open the blockage in his arteries. This allowed blood to reach his heart. The technology kept Matt alive. Now Matt is an ambassador for HRA, its research organisation conducting groundbreaking research into the prevention, diagnosis and treatment of heart disease. After his heart attack, dealing with the pain, procedures and shock was the easy part for Matt. The hardest part was being told he'd never run again. With the help of his cardiologist and using his background in research and data, Matt developed his own lifestyle management framework. He experimented and tested, finding what worked for his body and what didn't, allowing him to safely push further and further. He's also working to connect people affected by heart disease, either directly or their family or friends. He helps them start a dialogue, connect, get physically and mentally healthy and maximise their sporting ability. I was lucky enough to be able to talk to Matt on the day and hear his story and advice around heart health. Here's what Matt had to say. So I'm here this morning uh, with Matt Shields. I'm also on the man walk. The man walk this morning, a large number of guys here this morning, all in red. I don't know what it's all about. I'm going to find out off Matt. So welcome, Matt, to Kayama Community Radio. Yeah, thank you, Glenn. It's a pleasure to be here down in sunny Kayama. So, Matt, tell me your story. We're here. We're linked today to heart research. So why is that? Yeah, so my story start just at the age of 40 when I was a fit guy, appearingly, and running to work and had a massive heart attack on the side of the road. That's amazing. You're fit, you've had a heart attack, so how do you come back from that? Yeah, so for lucky for me, I, I was uh, very fortunate to have all the right people, um, an ambulance that picked me up, I was, you know, I got a stent, and, and then the recovery, I was discharged, and, and then I was lucky enough to be let out down to Kiama, and, and, and then that's how I started my recovery. Now, I used to come down to Kiama all the time, a resident here, you know, over the last sort of decade, I used to even ride up things like Saddleback, but uh, what happened, I had, you know, heart disease, which was caused by plaque formation due to cholesterol. So that was kind of one of the things that I didn't know about. It was building up inside of me probably over 10 years. And then this just had a, called a plaque rupture and uh, was a widowmaker heart attack. So I was very fortunate to uh, get through it. 
So I see you this morning, you've got a whacker packer with you. You've got all the gear here. I hope you're not going to have a heart attack with us this morning. <laughs> well, that's all right. We don't know, Glenn. It's good. It could be an interesting day. We're, we're going for a walk now. We're going to just have a bit of fun with the local guys. You know, this is a regular Friday activity here with the man walks here. All these guys have been wearing red all week, but we're going to go for a bit of a walk and head out around, and then, and then we're going to go on a bike ride, and uh, we're going to ride from Kaima all the way through Robertson, through Fitzroy Falls, and then down uh, into Berry, ending up there at the end of the day. So, so you're actually replicating some of the latap that's coming up in, in the area? Precisely, yeah. So we're doing a bit of a mini mini latap. Uh, we're calling it the Epic Classic. And uh, the, the Classic has about 3,400 vertical metres of climbing. So it's going to be a big day. But I'm just sort of really doing it to say that, um, you know, you can have a heart attack at, at any age, but you can recorrect your life and make the changes. And, and just so you've got to be proactive with your diet, your lifestyle, and also, um, you know, the place you live. We live in a, in a great area here. And, uh, and reducing all those stresses, and it means you can get on and, and do great things uh, with your life. Well, that sounds fantastic. Best of luck. Listen, I'm, I'll have to miss you on the, on the bike ride. I really can't make it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you very much for joining Kaima Community Radio this morning and telling your story. It's a pleasure, and, and look out for uh, the man walk. We're doing some posts during the day, and, uh, yeah, happy talking with you. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. KCR, Kaima Community Radio. For the community, by the community. Rain, rain, go away is what our cricketers are saying after another weekend saw most matches cancelled. Two junior matches that were completed saw Albion Park under-13s, none for 64, defeat Kiama Gold, 61, and Dapto under-15s, 8 for 108, defeat Kiama, 53. So with the weather making it tough for the sport, I thought we'd hear from Bill Peters as he recounts some Kiama cricket history. Hugh Heyman Massey was the 28th man to play Test cricket for Australia. His Test record was 249 runs in nine Tests at an average of 15.56. His first class record in 64 games was 2,485 runs at an average of 23, with a higher score of 206 against Oxford University on the 1882 tour. In February 1885, in what turned out to be his final Test match, Massey became the fourth man to captain Australia in a test match when he captained Australia to a famous victory in Sydney, winning by just six runs in a series-turning result. Massey was also a banker with the Commercial Banking Company of Sydney Limited, and it was his links with this profession that brought forth his connection with the Kaima Cricket Club, when, having been encouraged to holiday in the area by the Kaima's local bank manager, he was invited to make an appearance for the Kaima Cricket Club. Massey's appearance was a fillip for the team, and was reported enthusiastically in the local newspapers, where it was reported at a training session before the match he hit a ball that flew 250 yards before it alighted again on Mother Earth. The match between the Kaima Cricket Club and the Wollongong Cricket Club took place at Church Point on Saturday 3rd of October 1896. Kaima lost the toss and Wollongong elected to bat, scoring an impressive 210 runs, with Massey coming on with his off-breaks to pick up the final wicket. Now comes the moment that the spectators have turned up for. Walking out to open the batting for Kaima are Hugh Massey, former Test captain, and Jack McCaffrey, Kaima's captain and longest serving player. Both men are aged in their 40s. Massey is 42 and McCaffrey is 43. And yet both are still formidable with the willow in hand. From the very start, Massey batted freely. Though he had been renowned for his fast scoring and big hitting, no one could have expected the onslaught that came here at Church Point. Though he was now 42 years old, his eye and timing did not appear to have left him, and he took on the Wollongong bowling at will. 
Jack McCaffrey had been the club's mainstay with the bat for many years, but here he just took a back seat to the byplay. Massey drove handsomely at the first ball he faced from Hamilton, putting it close to the crowd with a perfect straight drive for two runs. An overcorrection from the bowler saw the next ball whizzing away to the mid-wicket boundary for four, before a further brace of two came from a cut shot of exquisite precision in timing and power from the third ball of the over. The crowd rolled along with the action, cheering loudly and clapping in excitement at the show that was being put on. Massey continued forth, almost blithely ignoring where each ball was pitched and appearing to be able to place the ball precisely where he wanted to go, no matter where on the wicket it was aimed. The Wollongong captain was soon doing exactly as has been suggested in the newspaper article during the previous week, putting Fieldsman to the four winds in the hope of being able to intercept one of the rockets that was emanating from Massey's bat. McLeod's first over was moved around for six runs, but it was Hamilton who was being punished. His second over was absconded for 11 runs, and his third over punished for another dozen runs. What to do, what to do? Massey was proving to be a fearsome opponent, and the score was rattling along. Some relief came when McCaffrey edged the final ball of that fifth over to McLeod at slip, and was dismissed for four. The total stood at one for 43, of which Massey had scored 37. The first two deliveries of McLeod's third over were dispatched by Massey to the boundary as well. The first a belting off drive that left the field of two mid-offs floundering. The second hit straight so hard that it perfectly bisected the two fieldsmen who had been positioned on that boundary just 10 metres apart. The crowd was beside itself, cheering and hollering and clapping until their hands hurt. It was some of the most exhilarating cricket that had ever been witnessed at the Church Point ground. There is no way of telling what the bowler McLeod was thinking of, but one can only admire his bravery in deciding that the next ball was also going to be pitched up full to the batsman. On its delivery, one can only imagine that Massey's eyes lit up once again, seeing yet another opportunity to inflict carnage upon the scoreboard. However, this ball is not like the others he has faced, and as it closes on the famous wielder of the willow, he sees too late that the ball is fuller than the other deliveries have, have been. He jams his bat down hard, but to no avail, and the terrifically delivered Yorker has done its job and defeated the defence of the former Test batsman, whose stumps clatter to the ground. The audible groans from the viewing public drown out the cheers of triumph, and no doubt relief, of the Wollongong players. Massey walks off the ground to a chorus of cheers and hurrahs, having been dismissed for 45 runs out of the total of 2 for 51. His innings contained eight fours, many of which had to be retrieved from the rocks surrounding the Church Point ground. His entire innings had been completed in only 5.3 overs and had lasted for only 18 minutes. Despite a great chase by the remaining climber batsmen, the team is dismissed for 199 and a loss by 10 runs. Though he may not have been a homegrown Australian Test representative, it is nonetheless an exciting prospect to have such a well-credentialed player making an appearance for your club, and putting on display that does not disappoint those that have come to watch. If it was anything like the excitement I felt when I discovered that the Kyman Cricket Club could boast within its ranks an Australian Test captain, albeit from over 100 years ago, then it must have been an exciting day indeed upon Kyman's Church Point ground. If you enjoy Bill's reflections as much as I do, you can find Bill on Google at Bill Peters slashing through the cordon, the Kaima Cricket Podcast. And thanks, Bill, for being part of the program. Let's hope the weather clears this week so we can get some exciting sports activity happening. But just in case it doesn't clear up, don't forget to take your bumbershoot with you. That's all I have time for this week. 
But if you want your sport to be part of the program, contact me at kcradiocontent at gmail.com. I'm Glenn Shepherd, and I hope to see you around one of our sporting arenas. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio.